Hello, friends, and welcome to the First Love Podcast. Today is possibly January 21, but we actually recorded this on January 15th. I'm telling you that because it's a little bit distant from what I want to talk about in terms of some of the past things that have happened in my life and that I want to share with you. So you may feel like, wow, how come we're hearing about this now? But there's a little delay between when we do some of these and when you hear them. So anyway, what I want to talk to you about is a little bit of the really cool things that happened over the last month, month and a half, really since Christmas or prior to Christmas and leading up to Christmas. And then leading up to my opportunity to teach First Love and Getting Along at Northern Seminary the first week of January. I want to couch this around this idea of good drama or story where This is a big part of what my son Joshua does now, that he and his wife Layla are involved in movies and storyboard and all that stuff. And sometime last week, we were chatting about stuff, and he said this quote from a guy named William Archer, who was a theater critic and a writer back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And he defined drama in this one statement, saying that good drama is anticipation mingled with uncertainty. I said, Josh, say that again. And so I heard it. Good drama is anticipation mingled with uncertainty. So he started talking about different movies and things, and even about first loved. And then we started just thinking about the whole biblical story. And isn't that true that there are elements of good story? And he explained all that, and I don't want to go into all that right now. But One of the key elements, according to William Archer and so many others who have produced and written plays and books and etc., good drama is anticipation mingled with uncertainty. Well, here's where I want to go with that. In the beginning of the month of December, Robin loves to watch Hallmarks, and we watch them almost every day. (laughs) And some of them we've seen before, and sometimes it trickles over into romantic comedy and things like that, but it's these feel-good movies. And of course, there is a Hallmark formula. If you've ever watched Hallmark, you see the same thing happen, and yet at least there's some anticipation and uncertainty because the variables in the story are just slightly different. And this past year, there was two of them that actually quite surprised us. You know, you kind of know where it's going, what's coming, and yet how things unfolded and it set you up and then, whoa, I didn't expect that to happen and how it finally resolved itself. So we spent a lot of time watching movies over the month of December. And I recognized that it started to kind of settle in as just our routine. And one of the things Josh was explaining to me about story is that there's generally a status quo And then once upon a time or every day, there's a way things go. And then there's this moment that happens in the story that causes everything to change. And then there reaches this climax. And then story finally resolves with there being a new status quo. Even that, we were thinking about it. Good drama, anticipation mingled with uncertainty. And at the very get-go is this thing about status quo. Somewhere along the line, toward the end of the month started recognizing, Robert both saying, wow, you know, our status quo, our, our everyday life had become, you know, we just do work a day and then we come home, we make dinner and then we'd sit down and watch a Hallmark or two. 
And that became kind of our routine, our status quo over the month. And I thought for any number of folks, this could be kind of status quo for just your life, everyday life, right? The, the sad part is that our lives, which has its own drama, our lives can settle into a kind of status quo where it's get up, do our responsibilities, go to work, do what we need to do, come home, and then watch TV, watch movies. And not that that's bad, unless it is your status quo, unless it's what you're doing all the time, every night, every day, weeks, months, etc. And why is that bad? Well, because you realize that in doing that, we lose sight of the real story that you and I, when we became believers, we were brought into a bigger story and that our lives are a part of a bigger story, a greater story, a wonderful drama that's supposed to be filled with anticipation mingled with uncertainty. And what I felt and noticed was at the end of the month of December, it's like we weren't having anything to talk about and stories to tell and the excitement or the adventure of the day or the difficulty of the day where we just kind of did our same old, same old stuff each day over the month of December. And then essentially engaged in other people's fictional story, fictional drama. And again, not that from time to time that isn't bad, but when it's all over, it's over. The story's done and you don't have a memory of your own life drama, your own anticipation mingled with uncertainty and how is this day going to work? And we forget about what is supposed to be actually the status quo. And for those of us in a walk with Jesus life in the kingdom. So Josh was reminding me that it takes that until one day, then something happens. And for me, it was going to Chicago and having this opportunity to teach First Loved and Getting Long over four days and being immersed in the lives of these 11 students with my sister as co-teaching with me and then several facilitators. Then we were engaged in going back to our host home, and afterwards we'd go out and have a debrief at dinner, and we had varieties of prayer time. And the thing was, is that at the end of the day, I'm just filled with, wow, God, that was so cool, how you did this, and how that turned out, and what happened in our small group today, and then praying for so-and-so, and then some prophetic stuff happened, and by the end of the week, I was so filled up and I was so busy, I didn't get a chance to talk to Robin. And I couldn't wait to finally get home so that we could talk and I could share the exciting drama, really, the drama of each day, the sense of anticipation. Lord, what's going to happen today? How are things going to unfold? And always filled with uncertainties because you don't know exactly how it's going to turn out, right? And I thought, yeah, how many of us need to have, and maybe this podcast will be that catalyst for you or something, but just helps wake us up to go, wait a minute, have I settled into a status quo that's kind of boring, that's kind of humdrum in some ways that we're not even engaged fully in our own life story and drama. We're not engaged with real people. We're, we're watching fictional people. And so you don't have any memories, you don't have any real stories to tell. Just kind of as a wake-up, the catalyst for me was engaging real people again, and in a concentrated form, and just each day was filled with stuff. But it reminded me of, yeah, Lord, 
How am I involved with real people? Who am I engaging? Who am I praying with? Who am I talking to? How are we engaged in our church life and our friends' lives? And, huh, sorry, Lord, we want to get back in the game. And here's the first thing about that, though, that I hope would help you today is just this quick reminder. Remember that Jesus said that God was always at work. He said this to the Jewish leaders in John 15, 16, 17, and following. He says, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. Later, he says, Very truly I tell you, in verse 19, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son does also. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, he will show him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. Now, just listen to that for yourself right here, right now. Listen, the Father says, I am always at my work to this very day. Will you too come and join me and work with me? For you see, you can do nothing by yourself. You can only do what you see me doing and Whatever I do, I want you to do with me because I love you and I want to show you all that I'm doing. And I want you to have the joy of doing even greater things so that you and others will be amazed. You know, in John 14, 12, Jesus said, in fact, he says, anyone who believes in me will do the things that I was doing and even greater things than these. So hear Jesus say that to you right now. Very truly, I tell you, believe in me. And you will do the works I've been doing. And you will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I'll do whatever you ask in my name so that my Father may be glorified. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Do you realize that is kind of the thing I forgot? That every morning, I would hope that you and I would remember whose story we're in, whose story that we're a part of and that life isn't just going through our everyday normal stuff and that's all there is to it. You and I have been invited into God's story, God's work, even as Jesus was. And Jesus said, hey, you guys believe in me and you're going to do the kinds of things I was doing and even more. And yet at the same time, Jesus didn't even do everything the same, did he? You know, think about the ways that he ended up healing different people. Sometimes he spat on the ground. Sometimes people had to turn and start walking and they got better. Sometimes they were sent down to a pool of Siloam and he said, go down and dip seven times. I mean, there were varieties of ways that the blind were healed. Never quite the same way. Well, how many times throughout the biblical story are we surprised? Robin was sharing with me just again that Who would ever thought that the strongest city in the Old Testament in the new land, right, Jericho, who would have ever thought in a million years that it would be walking around seven times and blowing horns and and that that was going to win the day? Talk about anticipation because you know God's doing this thing, but uncertainty and what's it going to look like and how is it going to show up and evolve and happen? The bottom line is that God's always working. Remember this passage we talk about varieties of times, Romans 8, 28, that he's working all things for good. 
Or Philippians 2, 12, where he says that, for we know that God is working to will and to work in us for his good pleasure, that God is always working in us. Or he says that I will equip you with everything good for doing my will and will work in you what is pleasing to me through my son, Christ Jesus. I mean, God's at work in you and through you and Every day he's about doing stuff and our job is to pay attention and be looking and listening and anticipating. And yet part of the joy, what the anticipation is mingling with uncertainty is that at the end of the day you go, well, I didn't see that coming. I didn't know that was going to happen. But isn't that the joy, the fun of doing life with God, of doing this adventure with God? And there were moments like that where I had no idea how the day was going to unfold. And God just kept surprising me. The way that he spoke prophetically to someone in class, my sister saying, hey, can I do the measuring stick? And we prayed for her and I watched profound things happen. I come home thinking I'm going to bed and we're staying at a professor's house and his wife, he had to go up and do something. And she said, so Mark, what are you doing? And I started to share. And at one point she said, wow, that measuring stick, that's right where I'm at. We sat and chatted for like two hours and finally had a chance to pray for her. And she says, oh, this was so amazing. This was so helpful. Give her the CD. One of the gals, one of my facilitators came early and was praying over every chair where every student sat. And one of the days God stopped her and said, speak this into the heart of this young man. And he couldn't stop talking about the next two days about, I've never experienced anything like that. God so spoke directly to my life. I went to this thing just this past Saturday, and while I'm there, it's this event, 200 people come, I sit down, somebody's beside me, and then this gal comes in, I find out later she's about 70, she sits down next to me, and the event's over, and I'm just getting ready to go, and she starts chatting with me. Well, at some moment, I finally say, well, I've been in the region for a while, ever since we moved here in 1974 when my father came to teach at Gordon-Conwell, and she goes, what? And I go, yeah, Gordon Feed. He goes, wait, you're Mark Feed? And she does this, oh my gosh. And she goes, some people get excited over seeing movie stars or sports, you know, stars, but your CDs changed my life. And I've been listening to it for years. And oh my gosh, oh my God. And I'm just like, okay, this is getting a little weird. But it was just so cute. It was so fun. And of the last thing on earth I expected was to get to celebrate and enjoy her joy and hear a testimony about something that Peter and I had done, gosh, what, 12 years ago, and, and just hear about its amazing effect on somebody's life. And then even this morning, I contacted a friend, hadn't thought about him, literally hadn't thought about him in months. I think about him. I say, hey, you got a second? He says, yeah, let's talk. So I call and we barely get started and he's sharing with me and he says, Mark, I'm having real trouble. I keep hearing people say, I just need to forgive myself. I just need to forgive myself. (laughs) And while he's talking, well, I was working on the next podcast that'll come out February 4th and it's about, do we forgive ourselves? And I had this quote and it was sitting right there on my computer. So I cut and pasted it, sent him and I said, bro, just stop for a second, open your email. And he opens it up. And I said, why don't you just read it aloud? And he reads through this quote. He goes, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. Wait a minute. 
All right, God, that's crazy. Here, Mark calls me. We haven't talked for forever. And here's the one thing that's on my heart. And he's got this sitting in front of him. And we both just paused and went, oh, that's just so unbelievable. That's just too cool. Well, it's those kinds of moments where you just want to go, yeah, that's the anticipation that here I think it's just going to be a status quo phone call and boom, I think I'm going to a, to a gathering and all these people show up and it's just going to be a status quo gathering. And then boom, Alice shares this testimony with me. I go to do class. I think I'm just going to teach. And then, are you kidding me? This is first love we're doing. And God shows up and amazing things happen. Folks, you along with me, have been invited into this story. And even if your day generally is just somewhat plain old, plain old, but remember whose bigger story you're in and asking the Lord, or even that you're praying, thinking about, memorizing, so that who do I get to go home to? Lord, how am I more engaged with my church or my small group or my neighborhood? And Maybe the real excitement happens in the evenings. Instead of watching a movie, it's engaging with real people so that you have real encounters and anticipation and uncertain yet amazing things happen and you've got stories to tell and it's not just talking about something you watched, but it's things we really experienced. And for me, I really struggle with getting addicted. Once I start watching too much TV, I can just get sucked in and want to do it all the time. And Well, this was God's moment for me, that I got a chance to be saturated, really saturated in amazing interactions with people, that it reminded me that, oh, wait a minute, what was I thinking? This is life, this is joy, this is the kingdom of God, this is, yeah, this is, I want this to be my status quo. Well, I hope you do too. I hope maybe it's this podcast or hearing me just ramble on, (laughs) but I just hope that you heard the Father say, I'm always at work. I want to show you things. I want to do things in you and through you. Will you come join my adventure? Oh, that you would wake up every day with some sense of anticipation because God is at work and yet there's this wonderful sense of drama mingled of uncertainty. What's it going to look like today? And then how will he work all this for good or his purpose? Good drama. The Lord wants us to be engaged in His good, amazing drama. And I hope it just makes you think about what's your status quo? Is your status quo a little dull, a little boring? I hope the Lord helps you engage in His adventure. And you start having these days every day, anticipation mingled with uncertainty. Love you. God bless you. Have a great rest of the day.